0: Hello, I'm attorney Paul Whelan at Afford Law. At Afford Law, we practice criminal and family law throughout Massachusetts. Our fees are all based on a sliding scale based on your income. So the less you make, the less we charge. Today, we just want to discuss mental health in criminal cases. So the mental health of a defendant can have, can play an important role in a criminal defense case. Uh, There are two different aspects of mental health when it comes to mounting a defense based on the defendant's uh, mental health. The first one is criminal responsibility. And number two is competence. So what is, and these are separate matters, uh, separate from each other, uh, totally different, uh, although they both do address mental health issues uh, the time frame is different as far and also uh, what the court looks to uh, and the uh, permanency of that uh, designation are are different so let's take a look at each one and get a close a better idea of what each one is all about so the first one is criminal responsibility criminal responsibility means that the at the time of the alleged crime so that's the time frame. that has to be at the time of the crime itself, the alleged crime, when that took place, that the defendant was unable to uh, appreciate the wrongfulness of his or her acts. That's number one. Or number two, he or she understood the wrongfulness of the, uh, of their actions, but they were not able to change their, uh, change their behavior because of their mental, mental illness. Okay. So it's either they didn't know something was wrong or they knew it was wrong but they didn't have any any ability to stop doing that wrong thing so again that takes place at the time of the crime so that doesn't change when if if a defendant is found to be not criminally responsible uh, that's it the person is not criminally responsible it doesn't matter if uh if, if it was a temporary situation and that person has now gone on to Regain a better mental health situation. It's at the time of the crime. So even if you get better, it still will look back to that period of time. Uh, It doesn't change over time. So this is what what you often hear uh, referred to as an NGRI or a not guilty by reason of insanity. It's the insanity defense. Uh, We don't use that use that term very often. Uh, It's kind of an uh, an old fashioned term. But basically, that's what it is. And that's what you can think of. If you ever watch TV shows or movies or whatever, uh, that's that's what we're talking about. Still in place. uh, It's it's just called uh, criminal responsibility more so than uh, than insanity plea. And basically what, what happens is it comes down to experts. There's usually a battle of experts between the defense and the Commonwealth. So each one will hire an expert, a psychologist, a psychiatrist, or something along those lines. And that person will do an evaluation of the defendant. And again, they are looking to what was the defendant's state of mind and state of mental health at the time that the crime was committed. Uh, these cases are very hard to win for the, def- from the defense's point of view, uh, because juries uh, don't really want to uh, accept that somebody's mental health uh could uh, affect their behavior so much that they are, what in their mind might think are allowed to commit crimes. Uh, so they are very difficult to win. Uh, and you the, the expert is absolutely critical in, make, in making your pitch to the jury uh, that this person was not responsible due to their mental, uh, mental illness. Um, if somebody is found to be uh, not criminally responsible uh, let, and especially, let's say if it's some sort of really uh, serious crime, that person doesn't necessarily get away scot free with uh, and, and is able to walk the streets. Typically, what happens is the Commonwealth, that is the prosecution, will ask the court to uh, hold this person at a uh, at a hospital, at a mental hospital, a locked facility. So they 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 wouldn't go to jail necessarily, uh, but they would be asking. And typically, this is what happens: is that they are sent to a mental health facility uh, where they are under lock and key and can't get out and so forth. So um, with this uh, and, and they they come up for reviews every so often uh, if they are sent there, uh, whether they are basically safe to, to be released, to go out into the community. If you speak with mental health experts in in the field and and in criminal law, uh, they will tell you that this is, uh, can be a very slippery slope. Uh, What I mean by that is, if once you go down the mental health, criminal responsibility, mental health route, the uh, the person is subjected to uh, being locked up, still being held away from his, his or her loved ones and so forth, but it's not in a prison and it's not for a set period of time. So they don't get sentenced to jail for a year, let's say. So they go into the mental health facility, <clears throat> to the locked facility, uh, but there's no specific end date for them. So in a way, this can work against the person uh, in, in the fact that they could be held for an indefinite period of time with no particular release date. So someone who ends up in this situation may well end up in under lock and key for a longer period of time than if they just took their case to trial or pled out to the to the charges uh, and were giving a, given a sentence of committed time, because at least if you get a sentence in a, in a jail or in a state prison, you know what your release date is. So that's, that's one thing to keep in mind. Now let's take a look at competency for a moment. So competency is different from criminal responsibility. Competency is, uh, the person's current state of mind, current mental health situation. So what that means is that, uh, the the person so what the court looks through is they, they're looking to see if uh, if the person is able to consult with their attorney uh, and if the person is able to understand the proceedings. So everybody in a criminal setting has to be able to consult with their attorneys, to give feedback and to participate in their own defense through the help of their criminal attorney. And if the person's state of mind is such that they are unable to communicate with their attorney in a uh, in a uh, substantive fashion, then uh, they can't participate and they are not uh, they are not competent to stand trial. The other thing is that they must understand the proceedings themselves. So they will they'll have they they will be asked and they need to know, you know, who, who is a criminal attorney? What, what does your criminal attorney do for you? Do you know what the charges are against you? Do you know what happens to you if you get convicted of this crime? Who is the prosecutor? What, does, what is the prosecutor's job? Who is the judge? What's the judge's job? And so forth. So they have to have an understanding of what the process is itself. So they have to be able to communicate with their attorney and they have to understand the overall process as well. Uh, experts, again, play a major role in in making the uh, the pitch for competency or non-competency from our point of view uh and it's uh it's up to it's up to the expert in, in uh for a great deal of the of the time in convincing a judge that the person is not competent to stand trial and what happens is if we believe that our client is not competent we would have them evaluated by an expert and then there would be a hearing uh, between ourselves uh, and the prosecution. The prosecution would also hire an expert and have them uh, interview the defendant. And it goes before a judge and ultimately, the judge makes a ruling, yes or no, the person is competent to stand trial. Now, if the person is not competent at, at the time, that status can change over time. So it could be through, uh, through the use of medications. It could be through the use of uh, some other treatment um, or, uh, you know therapy, something along those lines. So a person can be returned to competency over time. So the case will stay open and will be reviewed every so often to see if in fact that person has been returned to competency. If they are, If they are not are now competent to stand trial, the case will go forward uh, as in in the normal course uh, and will push forward just as if the competency issue was never was never involved. Um, If the person is never uh, returned to competency, the case will stay open for a period of time. And that period of time is one half of the maximum committed time that's allowed under the statute for the particular crime that you are charged with. So for example, if your case is, if you're being charged with a a crime where 10 years is the maximum amount of, of time, of jail time that you would face, after five years, if you have not been returned to competency, the case would get dismissed. The case can also get dismissed shorter than that period of time at the discretion of the judge Uh, in the interest of justice. That's the term that's used. So for some reason, your attorney is able to convince the judge that, you know, hey, look, judge, uh, he or she hasn't been returned to competency. You know, probably looks like they're not going to be. And there are some other um, situations, some other consequences that are going on uh, that require you to take a look at it. And in the interest of justice, we're asking that the case get dismissed uh, at, at this time. So that's basically the mental health Defenses that are available to a criminal defendant in Massachusetts. So again, at Afford Law, we'd be happy to answer any questions you might have about any family law or criminal law questions, uh, competency, criminal responsibility among them. Please feel free to visit us at AffordLaw.org. Uh, please feel free to book a free confidential Uh, virtual appointment, we'd be happy to answer any questions that you might have. Our rates, again, are drastically reduced from what most people charge. We use a sliding scale based on your income. So the less you make, the less you have to pay. Because we believe that people, uh, hardworking people who are confronted with a family law or criminal law situation should have the ability to be represented by experienced, competent, compassionate legal representation. So, uh, again, please visit us at affordlaw.org. Uh, we answer some of your questions uh, at the website. I'd be happy to answer any specific questions that you have. Please feel free to book a virtual appointment with us. At affordlaw, Law, we're making justice affordable. Thank you.